Hello, and welcome to another episode of This Freakin' Show, the weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. Our regular host, Travis D., is going to be late, so I am GeekCast Joe, and with me, as always, Awkward Colin. And normally, this is the part of the show where we tell you that if you want a fantastic sandwich and a beer for only $7.99, you should head on down to Piatone and hit up the Fire Pit Bar and Grill, where you can go on Mondays and Wednesdays and get yourself a burger and a beer for the low, low price of $7.99. And while you're at it, we usually tell you that you could wear yourself a nice high-quality knit tie from WeAreDapperTies.com. And if you use the special discount code FREAKIN, you'll even get free shipping on your order. That's WeAreDapperTies.com. Get yourself a sweet tie for a low, low price today. Very good, very good. All the formalities are out of the way now. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> so how's it going, Joe? Uh, it's good. Yeah, good. Yeah. A little tired, but that's that's uh, you know, <laughs> Sundays are the day I work. Oh yeah, faster, you know. So it's sort of the opposite of everyone else. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's a little different today. Uh, like Joe stated, our main host Travis D is currently, um, uh, not here. He will be joining us later. He ran into some unexpected event. Well, if we were on the other show, if uh, my other show, we'd uh, we'd say he was at a riffraff concert. Well, he can be at a riffraff concert for us. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, it's been a good week. Um, good deal. The Oscars are tonight. Yeah, so we'll see who who wins this year's challenge. Yeah, yeah. So sounds like you've got, uh, got a pretty solid. Right yeah. Um. And they just announced the foreign language film, and I think you actually won it on that one. Nice. I, I believe you chose a fantastic woman, right? Uh, it sounds like something I'd choose. Yeah, and that's what just won. So. Excellent. But <laughs> anywho, uh, we have a guest lined up for tonight. Uh, <laughs> his name is, or his name. He is uh, from a Amazon series called Comics Watching Comics. The name yeah. is uh, Kevin Guti. Hey, Kevin Goatee, Kevin Guti. I'm not sure. You know, when you watch it, he says Kevin Goatee, I think. Okay. But his uh, his Skype name is weird, and I I just don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, well, but I tell you, so basically, if you've never seen the show, it's sort of like a mix of uh, riff tracks and American Idol, but for comedians. Okay. So basically, <gasps> they they tape an event of of uh, not beginner comics in like intermediate comics, and uh, they they critique them uh, while they watch the the taping or or whatever it is. Okay. And then uh, they sort of basically make them compete so that, you know, uh, from week to week, there's, uh, people who are going on and learning how to be better comedians. And there's people who are being taken out of the running and, uh, are just basically shit on, uh, by these guys. Okay. You know, um, that's actually how they say it. I'm not just, you know, being <laughs> vulgar to be vulgar, but, uh, yeah. So it's, it's, it seems like it's a good fun. Uh, they, they, uh, I think I think the main goal for them is to uh, help people get their feet under them in an industry that's uh, got a lot of people who try yeah. and a lot more who fail. <laughs> well, that's the kind of stuff that happens. <laughs> yeah, but um, absolutely. So it can yeah. be a, it can be a pretty brutal thing, stand-up comedy. Oh yeah. So especially when you consider uh, how depressed most comedians are, because that's where the funny comes from. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, sometimes you got to find funny and depressing things. Um, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. My Well, and that's like uh, my favorite comedians of all time are, you know, like Robin Williams and Patton Oswalt, you know, uh, and, and they're both. Well, obviously, Robin Williams is gone. Uh you know, and and in yeah. the end, depression is what got him. You know, and oh, yeah. uh, same same. 
uh, Oswald, too, uh, you know, his wife died in the last yeah. year, and one of the best specials he's ever done, I think, uh, came out of that. So, you know, there's there's something... Uh, I don't think it's necessary to be a tortured artist to be a comedian, but I think there's something about uh, sort of laughing into the abyss that uh, makes life easier for everybody. And uh, that's sort of the job of the comedian for me, is to... Uh, uh, find what's hilarious in the midst of what's awful. Yeah. Um, and if you can make some social commentary in there while you're at it, even better. <laughs> so. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> so, are well, we, is our guest ready to come on? Uh, let's find out. Excellent. We'll take a brief pause and get our guest on. Perfect. Hello, everybody. I'm Jason. And I'm Jeff. We're from the History of Bad Ideas podcast. And you know what you're listening to right now, Jeff? What are we listening to right now? This freaking show. This freaking show? This freaking show. And when you're not listening to this freaking show, take a listen to the History of Bad Ideas. Where we talk about sports, movies, and other pop culture events happening in the world. (laughs) So take a listen. Uh, We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and any other place that you find uh, great podcasts like this freaking show. This freaking show. And we're back with uh, Kevin Goatee from Comics Watching Comics. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you, gentlemen. How are you tonight? Doing good. Uh, breathing. <laughs> so. Yeah. Better than, than not breathing. How are you doing, sir? I, uh... Man, taking a day to, to breathe, uh, running around like a crazy man. So, but yeah, it's, other than that, pretty good. The kid just went to bed, so uh, we're all well. It's actually my wife went to uh, London today for work for five days, and this is gonna be the first time I'm be uh, I'm gonna be the sole parent for more than a night or two. So Ooh. this is gonna be fun. <laughs> Big responsibilities. Yeah, <laughs> Oh my God! What? You're not even kidding. <laughs> what kind of plans do you have to become uh, just just to seal the deal as the favorite parent? Uh, I've already given her ice cream. We'd be jumped on the bed together. How's that sound? Excellent, <laughs> excellent, <laughs> fantastic. Well, you're you're the host of uh, Comics Watching Comics. Uh, I am. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what that show is and and how that works. I would be happy to. Uh, to show Think Last Comic Standing and At Midnight and They Had a Baby. That's my show. And what it is is I took 50, I take 50, in, 50 intermediate comics, cut it in half, and that's one, so 25 comics per season. I take the I take I take like I said the 50 comics. I take 25 comics. I show the footage to I take the footage back to my house. We take the comics at a club. In fact, we just did it yesterday for season seven and eight. But we take oh, the footage nice. to my house. Yeah, it did. It was, it was really fun, really cool. Um, but yeah, so we take the footage back to my house, and we uh, I have panelists who are you know established, tenured comics who have uh, who've got some credits and credibility under their belt. We watch the footage, we critique, we praise, we offer advice, and if they're you know should it be the case that they're really awful, we take a sh- we, we shit on them if they're that bad, if they're really awful. Right. <laughs> uh, but at the end of every season, we we pick a winner. And the winner performs at a showcase. Uh, we did that at Gotham Comedy Club in the city uh, back in November. And the twist is this. The home audience plays along. They pick their favorite panelists that they want to see come back to the following episode. And actually, that's what is going to be for this next uh, panel, is that we're, we're uh, doing the all-star panel. Where we're having guys, uh, uh, panelists who were voted by the comics, their favorite. So that's uh, going to be season seven of the show. But right now, we have five seasons on Amazon the sixth should be up in the next week or so, so uh, check that out. But that's uh, that's a show in a nutshell. That is legit. Thank you. Um, so so basically, uh, so as I understand, I haven't I haven't watched a lot of your show. I have to confess. But um, so you're saying you're telling me the the people who who are sort of judging and critiquing change from week they to do. week, yes, or from every, season to every, season. Exactly every week, with the exception of uh, the master panelist, which is Jeffrey Gurian. Uh, if you Google him, you'll first of all, I'm sure you don't know who that is, but if you Google him, you're going to see all the the really fantastic comedians he's worked with in his lifetime. He's you know he's written for Rodney Dangerfield, Joan Rivers, Dice Clay, Ray Romano, all these guys he's written for. 
So he's a guy who, what his, what his role is as master panelist is when uh, myself and the other panelists vote on their favorite comic, he gives us th a thumbs up or a thumbs down on our decision of that comic. Oh, fantastic. He's like the golden button. Uh, what show is that? Uh, that's a good question. What show is that? Uh, America's <laughs> Got Talent, I think? Oh, oh yeah, Stern kind of had that. Well, yeah, because I, I, I used to watch when Stern was on. But yeah, it's kind of, eh, I don't know about that. I think the golden buzzer is something that they gave to just give them that free pass. But yeah, Jeffrey, mm -hmm. you know, he just sits there cracks-wise, and he either agrees or disagrees with our decision of the comic. And so far, let me see, one, two, three. We're three for three, in his opinion, when it comes to choosing a winning comedian. Oh, excellent. Oh. <laughs> That's good when you agree with your expert. <laughs> it's good when he agrees with us. What are you yeah. kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Whichever order. Sure. Uh, so how how does one become a uh, an established comedian to be able to be on your show? Because I I honestly I didn't recognize anybody uh, as I was watching things. Because um, sure. obviously, as as a as a lay person, uh, I only know like the really big guys. You know. Right. Well, those really big guys cost a really high amount of money. So <laughs> right. until, until uh, uh, I started getting some crazy money from Amazon, because I finance this myself, Amazon doesn't uh, invest anything into it. They just pay me for reviews and such. Uh, I'm just applying. I'm just appeasing to the good graces of people that I know around from the scene in New York who have done a lot of things. And these, there are a lot of guys on this panel that you uh, you're going to hear from real quick, really quickly. Like Jimmy Philia, he's on season one of the show. He's on Fox uh, Fox News right now. I mean, I don't know if your political aspirations lean one way or the other, but you have to admit that a guy writing dick jokes is now on Fox News is kind of cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. We have a lot of comics who've been touring the nation, uh, who've been touring USO tours. Uh, Sean Lynch actually is a name you may know. Sean Lynch, season four panelist, created Celebrity Deathmatch on MTV. Oh but, yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Like, yeah, I was going to say, I guarantee you guys know that one. That's for sure. So, uh, yeah, I mean, these guys are up and coming. And we're actually, I've got a guy, I'm uh, very, hopefully, I'm going to find out tomorrow, literally, if he's going to accept being on the next panel. Uh, and this name, I promise you guys know. So, cross your fingers. We may have ourselves a really big name in the very near future of this show. That is fantastic. Nice. That's exciting. Well, and obviously they're very funny people, no matter who you're getting. Uh, Thank you. And um, so how, how does their feedback get back to the the comedians who, who they're sort of judging? Oh, they watch. So so what we do is, again, it's, it's we, oh, we take okay, comedians gotcha. and we stitch it in there with their stand-up, like, throughout. Right. We, 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 when we watch it, we pause, we make jokes, comments, observations. Or uh, let her rip, and then it's back. So when the episode airs, I mean, they see what's said. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, fantastic then. Cool. Yeah. How did how did this idea come about? Was it just a uh, passion project out of nowhere, or did Amazon approach you? No, I had this idea a few years ago where one day I was singing at an open mic, and it was just a, an awful batch of comics that day. Everyone was going over just eating shit. And uh, I started texting a, a friend of mine. They're just, you know, busting the balls and back and forth. And I'm like, well, this is funny, but it just can't be ball busting. Because first of all, that's just douchey. Right. Uh, and second of all, no one would ever want to be on the show. So I, uh, <laughs> I said, you know what? Let's try where we give intermediate comics a fair chance. Because here in the city, you know, there are thousands of comics. Does everyone deserve a chance? No, because they're not good. But right. you know, there are a lot of people who aren't getting that... Um, that exposure who do deserve it. And that's what the show is, is getting them their uh, exposure that would be kind of cool. So that's where it came from. I said, all right, because I felt last uh, uh, last comic standing is kind of just, it's boring, I'll be honest mm -hmm. with you. It's, it's just, they all they, there's no one who was really honest, I felt, in their assessments. I think with the exception of Norm MacDonald. Like, he was flat out saying, like, <laughs> you're not good, and here's why. Like, I think other guys were just sugarcoating it, and I don't. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to have like real feedback, and I want. And, and the real and another way for the show to be viewed is uh, people, uh, you know, the, the, the regular people, you know, the you guys, the people who are not in comedy. Put it like that. Like right. I'm pulling back the curtain and showing you how comics kind of watch comedy, kind of diagram it out, how he draw, creating a joke, you know, kind of like what you know when you watch football and they and they break down a, a nickel defense or a dime defense how they break down offensive uh, pass protection and shit like that. 
that's what I'm doing is really kind of pulling the curtain back and letting you guys in on on, on how our, our inner workings of, as comedians. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. So uh, as, as I was watching, I, uh, I watched a little bit of the first episode in, in prep for this. And so um, I noticed that a lot of a lot, even even sort of when you guys are shitting on people, you're doing it in a sort of uh, sort of loving kind of way. Um, and I really appreciate that because it's it's an opportunity for them to to get better if they're willing to uh, to admit that you guys are right. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, we, we I try and go down the middle when it comes to that part. I mean, obviously, it's it's not the sole focus of the show. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Some people say we're too nice. Some people say we're too mean. So I, I would say that I'm pretty sure I've got it down the middle. Um, but yeah, it's actually funny. I, I think. One of these days, if I have the time, which I mean, I've got other shows here too. So the time is really something I don't have much of. But I would like, in a perfect world, I would love to be able to show everybody all the meanest shit that was said, but just not show the comics that we were talking about. So you can, you know, see what, you know, I, that was really fun. There's some mean, mm -hmm. fantastic shit in there that you would laugh at. And I think you'd laugh harder at it if you didn't see the comics we were talking about. I think that'd be great. I think that would be hilarious, and I think that'd be excellent, uh, like bonus content or something. Yeah, no, I I, I completely agree. But it's funny when I'm sitting there on the, when we're doing the taping, and actually we're doing our next the panel the uh, the uh, all star version in uh, like I said, in two weeks actually from today, and I'm sitting there and I'm, we're all just fucking laughing our balls off, tears coming down our face, and you know guys are gonna have or and girl, have these guys and girls have these great lines, and I'm like, well, can't use that one, can't use that one, can't use that. One. Sorry, I'm using that one. Fuck that. That one's great. You know, when it comes to some of the uh, the mean shit there. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's a challenge, but it's fun. It really is. Yeah, that's awesome. So who who are some of your inspirations for for getting into this game, the comedy game, I should say? Sure. Uh, I mean, I watched. Eddie Murphy raw, I don't know how many times. And I was like, Jesus Christ. I mean, he's so seamless mm -hmm. when he did that. So, I mean, he was one of them for sure. Uh, my favorite comic uh, is David Tell. Uh, Rodney, Dang he's 1A. Rodney Dangerfield is 1B. Uh, those, are the t those are the two greatest. I mean, I, and I like Tosh and um, Burr is great. And of course, Chris Rock. I, I would say those are, are, are a handful of my favorites right then and there. Gotcha. Fantastic. Well, you know, I kind of see that. I can hear uh, Tosh a little bit in the way that you kind of host the show. Uh, yeah, kind of your I, I definitely have that douchey arrogant arrogantness about me. Sometimes I completely, I completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with that. Travis, you're with us now. Yeah, I made it. <laughs> there he is. Good. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. I uh, didn't realize uh, family uh, outings uh, take all day. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, uh, so what I miss? We uh, we talked about you for thirty minutes so far, and a lot of filthy racial slurs were used. It was funny. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> good. That's good. <laughs> I, I wouldn't I wouldn't expect anything less than that. <laughs> that's funny. So, now uh, we're just talking about my show. The, the the boys were asking me about my show and inspirations and such. And I was giving a breakdown of the show and. Uh, who my inspirations in comedy are, which, like I said, were uh, Tosh and uh, Eddie Murphy. And as I said, my favorite is David Tell, and Rodney Dangerfield is a very, very close second. Okay. Well, and Rodney Dangerfield is just, uh, he's on a whole other level. I mean, I was listening to one of the, I was listening to, uh, God damn it, one of his old albums not long ago. And I was just like, Jesus, like 50 years later, I'm still just goofing about. Uh, I mean, one of the other lines, he goes, hey, you know, uh, the only reason they get women is because of who I am, a rapist. And I'm like, fucking wrong, <laughs> You know, another one was like, hey, honey, you know, how would you like uh, five and a half inches? You know, some women like it thick, you know? <laughs> uh, and I think probably my favorite piece of crowd work ever was by him, where he brings a woman on stage because she wants his tie, and he goes, uh, he goes, hey, honey, pick a number between one and ten. And she's like, seven. She goes, you win. Now take off your clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a, I can't remember what it was, but like sometimes when I go on YouTube, I like Google like, you know, like movie quotes and shit like that. And I can't remember what the movie was, but Roddy, uh, Roddy Dangerfield had a quote in a movie that said, hey, baby, you want to earn $3 the hard way or some uh, shit? Like that, like, let, let me, I'm going to stop you right now. It's, let me, 
You want to make $14 a hard way, and that's for my favorite film of all time, Caddyshack, so I must be a stickler on that, is that one. Is that from Caddyshack? Uh, exactly, yeah, he's dancing with uh, Judge Smale's wife. Oh, my God. I just watched Caddyshack, like, maybe, like, a month ago, and I don't know how that slipped my mind. It was from that movie. Uh, is that your first time seeing Caddyshack? Maybe second. I, I don't I don't watch a lot of movies. Colin's a movie guy. I don't watch a whole lot of movies. I only watch a movie when it's, like, recommended to me. Then I go over and watch it. But I, I own Candy Shack, but like I bought it like years ago, watched it once. I was like, oh, that's it. And somebody brought it up to me the other day about the uh, uh, the gopher, Groundhog. And I was like, you know, I haven't watched that movie in a while. But yeah, that that scene just slipped my mind. I actually just threw up in my mouth that someone recommended it to you because of the gopher. It had to be a woman who, who said that to you, correct? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, in this day and age, you can't really identify somebody by their gender anymore. So. Uh, Pretty sure you can. <laughs> well, it's kind of like it's kind of like how you mentioned with Ronnie Dangerfield and some of his acts, like back in the day. Like it's unfortunate because you can't really make those jokes anymore, and that's what kind of sucks about comedy. Yeah, some things. I mean, some of the jokes I don't think they would be flying as mm -hmm. well. Uh, but I, I, you know, they they hold up. It's just yeah, that, that's the one thing with comedy. People are are getting are went to police. In fact, I did a gig. Last week, and my buddy uh, who was on the show, who actually got me on the show with him and a few other buddies, they sent a complaint to him. And it was just, it was your typical progressive, like, blowhard, like, I was offended and I should have said something because I have, you know, gay friends, black friends, like that. It's just like, yeah, we're comedians. We have way more gay friends and black friends and mm -hmm. men of the minorities than, uh, than you do. And I guarantee you this: you know, you're not you're not going to be the one who's elected to speak on their behalf. And as those as they are comedians, they're just like, yeah, those jokes are funny. Shut the fuck up. No one cares what a random person in the crowd thinks. If you don't like it, that's fine. Just you know, if you want to leave, cool. But to make a scene would have been a fucking horrible idea. Don't make it about. It's not about you and your dumb opinion. It's it's about the show and just let the show go on. Even if you don't like it, okay, fine, take off. Whatever, but it just that, that that drives me nuts. Mm -hmm. Everyone has to voice their opinion if they're quote unquote offended. It's just a real. It's as Adam Carolla says. It really is just jerking off into a ceiling fan, showing <laughs> how progressive you are. And it's just it's a, it's an exercise in futility. Yeah, it it, it, just, it just blows my mind out. Like people like they can't just see it. I mean, like it's entertainment. You know, it's like they're not. I mean, comedians. You know, they're not out there to put like a person down. They're out there to get a laugh and stuff like that. And I mean. I mean, I also enjoy that there's like there's different comics that you know they work a different way. Like you know, um, like Jerry Seinfeld isn't the same as Daniel Tosh. Uh, Dan Cook isn't the same as Dave Chappelle and stuff like that. So I mean, like people should have an idea before they go to a show what kind of act that uh, comic does. Exactly. So, Do your so, fucking homework. Exactly. Like I mean, I went to, I think it was last year. I went to go see Ron White, and Ron White kind of like he blends between like some clean jokes and some filthy jokes and stuff like that. But when he's making a clean joke, there's this, you know, this group of people who's enjoying it, having a good time. Then when he makes like a, a raunchy joke, a dirty joke, whatever, all of a sudden they kind of get offended and scoff and shit. He just got tired of it. He's like, listen, you you know who I am. You know what the kind of work I fucking do. If you have a problem, just fucking leave. You know? Right. It, and and that's what it is. I mean, like, if you want clean comedy, you know, then, you know, go watch fucking Jerry Seinfeld or some of his old videos. I'm not sure if Jerry does so much work anymore. Um, but no, I mean, in fact, he cut off colleges because they got too fucking their their buttholes got clenched with uh, even Jerry Seinfeld, the squeakiest clean comedian there mm -hmm. is. I mean, even they were were, were crying foul. And Jerry goes, "Fuck that shit! I'm done doing colleges. You know, it's over." Yeah, it it it, it just yeah, that's the subject that blows my mind. It's like you know, like don't don't take everything personally. Just go out, enjoy the evening. If you hear something you don't like, don't scoff. Don't make a big deal about. It. Just kind of just sit there, you know, just. You know, shut your mouth. I mean, that's the biggest thing about it. Yeah, no one, no one gives a shit if you're offended, really. You know, just be. Yeah, and I think what really just has done people in over that is, is like Facebook. It's like just because someone puts a dumb thought out there and they and they get you know like a pandering thought and they get likes, they think that their opinion actually carries weight, and then that translates into you know going to a comedy show and like, well, I've gotten 40 likes on making some you know horseshit boring platitude. And now I think I have that ability to make that in a public arena outside of Facebook, you know, in actual yeah. real life. And then yeah. that's when people just need to realize that they, they just need to shut the fuck up. They need to be told that in person. So, so, so when you're out, when you're out doing your comedy uh, shows and everything, do you do you get hecklers like a while? Is there like a go-to that you use when you get someone who kind of like 
gets opinionated during your act? You know, honestly, it's I've I've been in for almost eight. God damn, eight years will be next week for me. Holy shit, time flies. <laughs> uh, I have only I have only had like a heckle, like a like a, a, a really defined heckler in my life, maybe like two or three times where I've had to completely take him down. Uh, I'm too fast and I'm too loud for people to try and like jump in. It's just I, I don't know if it's intimidation or again or just I'm talking too fucking fast. <laughs> I haven't had that. Uh, I think Greg Fitzsimmons has a funny thing he said he does on his podcast. He says, if you just repeat everything that person says in a very, in a questioning, uh, condescending manner, they'll get the point. Like, you're just giving enough rope to hang themselves. Like, you're asking me, you you stop the show for this dumb shit? Like, that's the kind of tone he says to do it in. Uh, I have it, but I'll just, I'll I'll take someone down. I'll just, I I don't get, like, indirect like that. I'll just fucking verbally just, you know, annihilate you. For, for yeah. wasting people's time and, and whatnot. Um, but again, that hasn't happened in a long time. So okay. watch it happen fucking, you know, next week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just jinxed you and shit. But um, one of my favorite comedians, uh, Christopher Titus. Uh, yeah, I haven't listened to his stuff. I know he, he's been around forever. He had the show on Fox years ago. But yeah, yeah he's been forever. So, you know, he's done a great job. Yeah, I have. Uh, was it? I I know I have three of his shows. I think he has four um, CDs, but I know I have at least three of them. And he talks about there's CDs, a bit that he does. You just dated yourself, by the way. That's hilarious. Well, they're they're. I have them on an iPod, but I don't know what I call them. <laughs> I'm, see, I'm just or, teasing, man. I'm just teasing. Yeah, I'm 28 years old, man. Eight years ago, I was I I couldn't legally drink, so. Holy shit! <laughs> I know, right? So you start comedy uh, right when I was done being a teenager. So oh my God, talk no. about dating, right? <laughs> Um, anyways, so um, he had a bit that he was talking about, like, you know, when he gets a heckler, he, he says something to them, you know, like twice, and then the third time he just kicks them out. But what he said was he could deal with hecklers. What he can't stand if somebody in the front row isn't laughing at his uh, his stuff. Is, is that really? kind of like, yeah, I mean, I, I was just, like, when he said that, I was just kind of curious if that was something that, like, all comedians are like, or maybe that's just his personality, that if he does a joke and there's one person who's just sitting there, like, actually, like, watching a movie. Like, not so much even. They didn't laugh mm-hmm. once at his joke and stuff like that. I mean, he later found out that she was deaf. But <laughs> I wondered. Yeah. Then what but... the fuck are you doing at a comedy show if you're deaf? Like, there's no sign language interpreter off stage, you know, throwing around gang signs or some shit. Like, you know, how they get all, you know, very uh, flamboyant with their delivery. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Uh, yeah, does it, I mean... Yeah, it annoys us. You see, if you, you know, just like anything in life, like you want to, you want to bat a, a thousand. You know, if you got a, if, if if you know, you want everyone to like you, it never happens. And, and if it does, you focus on the on the person or people that don't like you. Like, ah, oh, Jesus Christ, but you, you, you can't please everybody. Just you know, yeah, I notice it. Yeah, whatever. If people are not happy or just whatever. Uh, but I don't let it take me down. Some comics it does. I just like whatever. I'm fucking happy batting. You know. <laughs> Happy batting 750 or whatever, you know, cares. <laughs> so, so tell me, tell me more about your show, like, cause I, I, I was watching it on Amazon Prime uh, when, you know, when I found it, and I, that's when I reached out to you and everything. Um, how do you go about finding your uh, co-hosts, you guys, that you have on the show? I, uh, I most of them I know kind of sort of well. Uh, most of them are from the city. I mean, uh, so that's how I reach out to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, or friends. That's how I. That's how I pick the uh, the panelists or, or people that I know and respect and like. Uh, that's what it, who have done something. That's what I have on. They're just not just random comics who've got a few years. Like these people all have something, uh, some pretty substantial credits. Uh, your one co-host was saying like I don't know any of them, but you know they're funny. But yeah, you, you, you're not gonna know them now, but I promise you're gonna know them in the future. Um, like I said, one guy, Sean Lynch, is our season four panelist. He. Uh, he created the show uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. So, but yeah, they're, 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 you know, in fact, I also said too, I'm working on getting one like household name guy, and I'll find out tomorrow if I get him or not. So, but yeah, this, just like I said, circle back to your question. Like, yeah, I, I just I know most of these people very well and, and, and respect them and what they have done in their careers. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, because I, I always wanted to, I wanted to get out and I wanted to go to like those big, like, not, not I guess not big, but like those those uh, venues where you know you get like um newer comics or i don't want to say not as well known but not as well known comics 
like I want to see their stand up and everything because I mean you can sit there and you can watch you go on Netflix, go on YouTube and stuff and you can watch like Seinfeld and Titus, Gabriel and Glacius and like that and that's all well and good but I mean I I do enjoy more of watching um, the more up and coming comics so like like the ones you guys have on your show, I mean I I laugh so much uh, harder with the um, the uh, comics you guys were displaying on the show than I did for some of the uh, you know more mainstream ones. Yeah, I th- I think that I know I believe I know I think a lot of things. I uh, I know a lot of these Netflix specials that people are putting out are Comedy Central ones without really dropping names. They're just not good. I think they're. I, I think the allure of the HBO special from back in the day was like, oh my god, like I knew Eddie Murphy special. Holy shit, like <gasps> that used to mean something. Now all these specials coming out, it doesn't. And they, a lot of them just really haven't been that great at all. Uh, so I could see why you're like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of falling off the wagon with some of these main guys. Uh, and that's where the intermediate comes in. You know, hey, these guys are not known yet, but, you know, maybe uh, some of these other guys who are famous, they, uh, or guys and girls, they, you know, they, they made their bones. They're, in, they're doing a lot of films. Like, you know, like, most of the time, your favorite band's first, like, one, two, or maybe three albums are fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they just start dropping by the wayside. You know, the, this, the, the, the quality goes down because they've made it. It's not that the hunger isn't as there. I mean, they're doing other things. And I think that maybe can be said the same for some of the famous comics out there. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But that's just my take on it. Yeah. Well, every every comedian in the world that's well-known, they all started from the same place. So, I mean, everything that we could view on uh your show is the same thing that they all went through i mean that i mean no one no no one ever woke up one day you know jerry seinfeld didn't wake up one day in his teenage years and became famous automatically no um do yeah, you he, was, uh, he was the comic strip every night busting his balls mm-hmm. you know doing sets after sets after sets yeah yeah i um i uh, was he has that show on netflix uh, did you ever see that show he does uh comedians in cars driving in cars getting coffee yeah not no i'm not a, i'm not a seinfeld guy so i haven't seen that i thought i figured everyone's a seinfeld guy not me or my brother or other people I, I know other people who also uh not fans i'm i know i'm in the minority but there are uh, there are a good amount of people who are just like that nah, don't get it <laughs> yeah what about um? Okay, and I I don't I hate referencing other TV shows to ask questions, but I'm, I guess I gotta keep doing it. Um, <laughs> the uh, the HBO show that P Holmes is on. Yes. Okay. How uh, how realistic is that compared to a career of an up and coming comic? Ninety eight, ninety nine percent on point. Really? Oh, nice. Yeah. Pizza, the, the, the one, the funny thing was, I mean, you, so you've seen every episode, so if I start talking about stuff, you'll know what I'm talking about, right? Watch every yeah, episode. Yeah, I'm, so yeah. So when I'm he got, like, that. Rachel, when he was doing warm for Rachel Ray, that doesn't happen that fast, believe me. Like, mm-hmm. that takes forever, uh, stuff like that. But other than that, like, all that other stuff, the barking, the handing out the flyers, all that, dealing with other things, like, yeah, he, it is 98%, 99% on point. Like, they have all, and because they have all comedians, writing that show like every if you watch the producers and, and the writers all of them are, are, are pretty well-known comedians so that's the smart thing he did and pizza comic himself obviously yeah. so he's drawing on a lot of his own experiences but they got it right they really got it right so whatever you see on the show you, you can just pretty much take that as gospel okay yeah because watching and everything like i mean obviously like i i never went through that lifestyle and everything uh so i i didn't know how realistic it was so i was, I was sitting there thinking i'm like i'm like could there really be like guys who are so dedicated to their craft that they spend hours on a corner hanging out flyers hoping to get twenty yes. minutes at three in the morning? Yes. I mean, there and are I, guy, there are guys who are who have been in for years. I see around hanging out at bar shows just trying to get five minutes. A hundred percent true. That's. I mean, I there's I have so much respect for people like that. I mean, like watching, I was like, I was like, I mean, like, I. I mean, all I gotta do is I I gotta sit at my desk and record for an hour, hoping that people listen to it. Like, I mean, I. I mean, I have so much respect for the guys who bust their ass for that because I, I got to think like, if this is real, then these guys motivate me to do so much more. And now that I know it is like that, I mean, I I feel like garbage. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you could look at it from that way as well. That's a, that's a that's a cool take. The other take would be like, man, you're still hanging on. If it hasn't happened now, what are you still doing? You know, it's like some mm-hmm. some guys been doing it forever, and you're like, eh, might be time to hang it up, dude. Uh, but listen. No one's no, 
no one ever gets obviously far in this business if you quit or anything in life if you quit. Uh, that's for sure. And again, you kind of hit on it before. No one, well, I shouldn't say that, is an absolute anomaly to be noticed quickly. And sometimes if you do get that tap on the shoulder from industry, that does a lot of disservice because you may not be, you're probably not going to be ready. Yeah, you might have a little bit of heat for a, a short period of time. I know a lot of guys who got that tap early and then fizzled, and then you go right to the bottom. And I was asking a lot of comics this when I started out, like, hey, how do I get noticed? How do I get noticed? They go, first thing you should do is stop hoping you get noticed because, you know, you're a nice guy and all, but you're not ready. And I'm like, oh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm funny. Like, yeah, you may have five minutes, but you know what they need? They need a lot more than five minutes from you if you're going to get, like, noticed for something. If you have five minutes, it's like, well, what else do you have? Five minutes, that's great. Why don't you have a half an hour? Do you have a TV show? Do you have a podcast? Do you have a, uh, you know, anything else under your belt? No? All right, well, you're not going to make any money just from doing five minutes. Like, you need to have a lot of tools, you know, in your drawer. you got to have a lot of wep- you know, a lot of bullets around you. Otherwise, you're just going to get you'll get picked up and noticed for a second, then you'll go right to the bottom of the barrel. And, you, you know, you may not get that second chance. So that's uh, that's something I, I was thankful to get some good advice like that in uh you know, so hopefully it is definitely a marathon and it's not a sprint. So it's funny to see some of these, you know, people who did get noticed early, talk some shit, run their mouths and then bang, fizzle out. And now they're falling all the way to the bottom and then you're above them. And they're just, you know, it's kind of funny to see that happen sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you put in the time and work, right, I mean, then that's the biggest thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it is. And, and it's funny. It's like you see who's doing the work and you see who's doing the talking. Yeah. Two huge differences. Uh, there are a lot of there are a lot of doers in this business. Uh, a good amount of talkers, but the do I think the doers may out uh, outnumber them by mm-hmm. a little bit. So then, you know, you, and you want to align yourself with doers, not talkers. Absolutely. Yeah. So when, so now you say you've been doing this. Uh, next week will be eight years into it. Um, how, what could you uh, kind of explain to us your process in creating like a new bit or anything? Like, do you do you try to relate to like like real events in your life, or is everything kind of like um, you know, just is it just a bit and stuff? And how hard is it to come up with something new that may have not been already done by somebody else? Uh, it's so. Listen, everyone. What's the most common topics? Kids, like being having a being a parent and a kid. The, <coughs> the key is being able to make it so original in your own. So you're gonna draw on your own stories. Uh, my buddy Mark Riccadonna, also season five panelist, talks about how he uh, his kid shit like diarrhea shitted up on him where it sounded like an espresso machine, and he had to get naked because his kid's diaper, like everything, like leaked through onto him. And his wife wakes up to find him hold, naked, holding his kid naked, going, and just something like that. Like, I mean, I've got stories about my kid too being, uh, you know, whatever. But yeah, it's just all about finding that original twist, which making it funny. How hard is it to find big bits funny? Yeah, it's not, sometimes I don't know if you hear on Stern, a lot of these guys, these these famous musicians say. A lot of their famous songs were written in like five minutes. Yeah, some of those bits do happen where just it just comes flying off the page and it's easy. Sometimes not. Like I'm trying to work on this bit about sports uh, talk show people who call into those and make I, I have the bones, but it's not funny yet. So it's I'm trying to figure out how the fuck I can make it funny. That's the challenge. Whereas other things would just jump right out the page and you go, oh, this is a fucking cakewalk and blow right through it and. You know, you're always tweaking here and there, but, you know, I got about 90% of the guts and the punchlines ready to roll on stage. But, you know, that's sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. You know, it depends. Yeah. So what, what's, uh, what's an average uh, length of um, uh, a set do you do currently then? like? Uh, I usually am doing, I don't know, it depends on the gig. Like I did, uh, I hosted dinner night. I probably did about 20 minutes combined. Uh, you know, I would say now, like around, if you're doing spots in the city, they're not that long because there's more comics. You know, uh, when you're on the road is where you have more time to do stuff. So, but right, I mean, on average, I'd say between 10 and 15 minutes. 
I love the I, I love times where I can get more the more time you have the better off because that way you can spread out your wings and really soar. If you have only five minutes, it's like you're not you better come fast and furious. You know, I got a lot of stuff I want to talk about, and sometimes the five minutes you're just like, yeah, I was barely able to scratch a surface with this crowd. So, but it depends, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so, um, so with uh, with your show, uh, comics watching comics and everything, uh, uh, the the description of the show kind of talks about how like you know you guys give constructive criticism and it's honest, whether it's good or bad. You guys. You know, you tell you tell it out it is real based on their bid. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Um, I think the description says, um, like if it's shit, you'll you know you'll tell you'll say it's shit. Right. Um. So, is there moments where you find yourself holding back, or you are just being completely blunt and honest because you feel that's the best way to be with, you know, these comedians, so they know, hey, listen, this is what we feel is wrong with it. You know, hopefully you take our you know constructive criticism likely, or do you kind of like just like. You know, we could say it's about it, but let's not because it would be too much. Uh, do we hold back? Not really. I think you know, if it's if it's fucking straight up garbage, then we're like, all right, guns blazing, fuck this guy <laughs> or fuck this girl. This is shit, and they should quit. That's rare though. Uh, if you can see, they're like very delicate. Like you're like, yeah, you know what? This is not good, but here's what they could do and. It really depends. Um, I don't like when people, I, I hate when people lie about how much time they served in comedy. One guy who was on a few seasons ago said he was in it for, at the time, he said he, he said he was in it as long as I was. But when you when we watched this tape, it was like, this motherfucker, if he's in it this that long, he's horrible and needs to quit. Or he's lying, which I think was the case. And if you lie, it's even worse uh, to do that because we sniff right through that. I mean, the the, the panel, <coughs> excuse me, have been around a while, and we'll know there are certain things you say and you do. We sniff right out how new you are. Like when I was going through my the submission tapes, I have a three year minimum requirement, and I could people are like, hey, what's up? You know, they try and do it, and they'll say and do things, or I'll see their tape. I'm like, how long have you been doing comedy? Just without even saying, like, oh, you know. Like a year and a half, like I knew it. Nope, sorry, you're not ready yet. It's not. It's not fair to do to bring them in because they're only setting themselves up for failure by coming in too new. You're better off holding off a while. The longer you hold off, the better you are because the more obviously reps you have, the more the bigger the muscle you built up, you'll be better. If you come in too early, you're gonna you're probably gonna eat shit. I say probably because again, not that's it's not a blanket statement, but I'm gonna make it a. Uh, a generalization. I got you. Well, uh, why don't you tell our listeners, um, you know, where they can find your show and where they can find you on social media. And if you have any uh, upcoming uh, shows you want to let them know about. KevinGoatT.com. K-E-V-I-N-G-O-O-T-E-E.com. Uh, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all in the same. You can find my dates there. Uh, I have to redo my calendar, actually, and that's actually just <laughs> remind me about that. Uh, ComicsWatchingComics.com, Instagram, Facebook. On 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 Twitter, it's at ComicsWatching. Seasons one through five on Amazon right now. Season six should be up any minute. And um, Jesus, what else? Yeah, if you want to buy a T-shirt, go to ComicsWatchingComics.com. See some photos there from the from the shows, the live shows, all that good stuff. And uh, let's see. Oh, I have another show I do. It's on the Twitch network. Uh, the second episode should be coming up shortly. It's called License to Kill, No Odd Job, where me and three other comedians play James Bond on, on uh, GoldenEye on Nintendo 64 while talking shit, talking about topics of the day, and, you know, and pretty much just fucking with each other. Kind of like when you and your buddies get together and play video games, that's what we're doing. So, oh, awesome! That's what that is. It's on Twitch, and then uh, a couple other things I got coming out down the road. I'll announce it when everything is official. But in the meantime, KevinGoatee.com. Check that out. Comics, bunch of comics on Instagram, Twitter, uh, and all that good stuff. Facebook, but uh, on, more importantly, on Amazon right now. Give it a whirl. I, uh, I promise you'll like it. It's kind of, it's Last Comic Standing and Mystery Science Year Three Thousand. I'm sure you'll you like definitely one of them. Probably mm-hmm. even both. Perfect. Kevin, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I do appreciate it. 
Uh, let's plug a podcast, and uh, we'll be right back. Appreciate it. Thanks. News on the mark. The year 2014. Two best friends set out on a journey to produce the best content related to all things film. In 2015, they founded a podcast to share their passions with the world. From rants, lisps, and beer, to trailers, challenges, and premieres, Nick and Justin have you covered. Find the Epic Film Guys podcast at epicfilmguys.podbean.com and follow the show on Twitter. And we'll see you at the movies. Yeah, so make sure uh, you check out uh, Kevin's uh, show, Comics Watching Comics, on Amazon. I enjoy it, and I know you guys will, too. And uh, I'm actually, uh, well, I made it, so I'm here. Yeah, Yay. welcome back. <laughs> yeah. Better been a yeah. damn good dinner. <laughs> <laughs> it, um... Yeah, I mean, like, well, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't horrible. I, I not, I've never been a big fan of fucking, actually, where is my fucking leftovers? I think it's still in the truck. Yeah, right? (laughs) No, I mean, we went to fucking, we went to the German place up in Frankfurt and everything, and the whole concept was, yeah, I go to this dinner, but I got the show at 8.30, I got to do and shit, so I got to be back by 8, and fucking, I was sitting there talking to Ashley, I'm like, damn, our fucking fucking food hasn't even fucking came yet, and it's a quarter to fucking 8. And he got there at (laughs) 5. I was like, like, un-fucking believable, and then I saw you guys fucking messaging me, it's like, well, I mean, yeah, if I could take the reins, boys, I'll be there when I get there. I think we did a... For our first time doing it alone, <laughs> I, I think, think we did, we did pretty good. That's good. I'm, 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 proud, I'm proud of you guys. You know, I'm excited to I'm excited to re, uh, re-listen to this, at least at the, uh, the beginning part of it. Let's see how you guys did. How did uh, how did you do during the, uh, the uh, fucking sponsors? Did you nail that as well? Yeah, I, I, I feel like we did. Yeah, he did. I'm proud of you guys. Yeah. At least I know if something happens, you guys are there. Yep. That's the important thing. And from now on, I won't uh, make plans on Sunday nights. <laughs> hey, hey, it's all right. It happens. And you weren't yeah. planning that, so. Yeah. So did uh, did you guys have time to kind of figure out what's been going on, what's been new or anything? You guys kind of already touched base on what's exciting in your lives? or? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay, then we don't have to do that because there's nothing new in my life. Wow. Well, I have something that I'm freaking on. So, well, yeah, well, we'll get to that. We're, I mean, okay. I'm just, I just, I just want to update on your life. I don't want, I don't want to know what you're freaking on yet. That's the okay. end. Good. Yeah. I didn't want to yeah. tell you. I, I, good because I barely listen when you talk about it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kyle, why don't you do, uh, why don't you do your um, awkward flick of the week? <laughs> okay. Well, this week's awkward flick of the week is the new Death Wish movie. Um. It's a remake, I believe, of a 1972 uh, movie. Uh, one second, sorry. Um, that's going to bug me if I don't find out. So. Uh, oh, take your time, Colin. It's yeah, 1972 with Charles Bronson. Oh, the film was 1974. The book was 1972. <laughs> um, yeah, Death Wish. It's a remake with uh, Bruce Willis. Um, basically, it's a movie. Guy's a doctor, loses his wife, almost loses his daughter, and says, "Fuck this! The cops aren't doing their job," and wants to take the shit into his own hands. Um, a really good movie. Uh. I I definitely give it high praises. <laughs> um and uh it uh it's definitely one that I would say uh to go see. Um me and my girlfriend went out and saw it and uh there's actually I do have to warn you there are some graphic parts in it so if you do not like uh the graphic scenes you can almost tell when they're going to be so you can should just turn away uh that's what she did but uh if you don't mind it (laughs) more power to you i i'm one that doesn't bother me uh but definitely 
I, it caught me off guard, I gotta say that. I wasn't expecting that direct of to see that, but very good. Um, one thing that I thought there was a character in it that didn't really have much purpose. Don't know why he was in there. Uh, could do, in my opinion, could do without. But even with him in there, very great, very good movie. Uh, hardcore, go get them, justice movie. Um, so, and, and the sad thing is, <laughs> if you, if you do tend to look at Rotten Tomatoes, I know, I, I like kind of just seeing what so-called critics say and then the audience say, uh, <laughs> and what their opinions are. And right now the critics say this is a horrible movie. And I think they're just all a bunch of fucking morons because they're dumbasses because then if you look at the audience they're saying it's a great movie so uh <laughs> interesting it, it really just shows how uh different things are and i think it has to do a lot with what's currently happened in society uh <laughs> with their views and they just kind of don't want to be oh yeah this is i'm going to praise this movie because of this they just want to have a negative effect or a negative viewpoint for current events. So mm. <laughs> that's my uh, thought on the reasoning behind that. But uh, this is one that I would say, if you get a chance to see it in theaters, go see it in theaters. <laughs> um, like I said, there are some gruesome parts in it. Not too many, but uh, it can uh, make you cringe little so mm -hmm. uh this week i'm going to give this movie a low five out of five um like i said there was the one thing that bugged me <laughs> um so yeah very high uh high rated movie i thought for this um i also got my girlfriend's opinion she would rate it five out of five as well so nice um and uh, the Surprising thing is she isn't a big movie person um, or that type of movie, I should say. So, but she, right. she highly enjoyed it. And I think all of you guys will too. If you don't try and put it with current events, it's a mm. movie. It's fake. Deal with it. So. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> so, but yeah, that is this awkward flicks for the week. Nice, Tom. Yeah. Right. Uh, kind of on a kind of a personal note. Um, I got a snap from your girlfriend. I saw you made uh, breakfast and turned pancakes into a smiley face. I did, and hash browns and sausage. It was adorable. <laughs> nice. I, 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 I do that a lot with food. <laughs> she didn't uh she she didn't like my my joke about what I was like, what's uh what's the syrup uh syrup all over the face representing? <laughs> yeah. She didn't like that. She didn't like it so much she threw like four peas into it. Which I was kinda confused because normally people extend the O's for like a stop. Instead she went with stop. But <laughs> <So. laughs> uh, awesome. No, good 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 uh good review, Con. I like it. And that's the biggest thing I noticed too. Like a lot of the good movies that like we seem to enjoy as I will group us together, they always get negative reviews by uh fucking critics. That's pretty accurate, I'd say. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, um <clears throat> so um next week uh I think uh we'll squeeze in our results for the Oscars that are happening tonight. Sounds good. So uh we'll do that and then we got guests next week, I believe, as well. But uh, before we get to next week, uh, Colin, what are you uh, freaking on this week? This week I'm freaking on Best Buy. I don't like talking bad about Best Buy, but fuck Best Buy. Fuck Best mm -hmm. Buy. Bunch of stupid ass fucks. Criminals. <laughs> yeah. So, I went and saw a movie today. Weird but good movie, Annihilation. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Natalie Portman's new movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, <coughs> I... Like, you know what? I'm down here. Gotta do my uh, my Best Buy stop. It's my favorite store. Yeah. There is. Um, and uh, had to go to... Had to go to... Uh, found uh, three billboards. <laughs> um, three billboards that I bought. And then when I was checking out, motherfucker, well, not, not even him. He's fine. He's a good guy. I've dealt with him before. He's, um, he goes, yeah, you have a $60 certificate uh, for the uh, to use. I'm like, no, I'm good. He goes, okay, just letting you know, it expires by May 5th. I'm just like, what do you mean it expires? I'm banking my points Mm -hmm. i'm just like he goes this says it has an expiration date uh i'm just like that doesn't sound right uh (laughs) he goes okay well i I just want to let you know and then he's like uh i'm gonna get you that number because you seem a little upset about this uh then you can call them and talk to them about it so i called Mm -hmm. him up I'm like, yeah, I have a question. I'm wanting to know why my banked reward points have been redeemed without my consent into a certificate. They mm-hmm. go, oh, because you're no longer a top-tier member, uh, so you're no longer allowed to bank points, so it automatically gets redeemed. Oh, jeez. I'm like, are you fucking shitting me right now? He goes, yep, nothing we can do about it. (laughs) I'm like, you people are, oh. How did did you stop being a top tier? uh... Because I didn't spend $3,500 in a calendar year. Oh, (laughs) fuck them. Oh, yeah. That's a big royal. Fuck you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, that, that pisses me off. And like I was telling my cousin, I would not have been so pissed about it if they gave me notification for it. Right. Because last year, I was just like, I don't know if I'm going to keep my benefits because I haven't spent the amount of money in the given year. It was, it's not 3500 3500 is for the top tier, for the like the elite premium member. Elite right. member is like $1,500. Right. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, I don't know if come the new year i'm gonna have this well guess what the new year came and i went on bestbuy.com and for the past two months it has said you are an elite premium member until 2019 huh yep called them today well that's not the case you're uh it ended march 1st oh jeez. yeah so i am very unhappy with best buy they can shove it up their ass right now, and you know what? No wonder they're fucking failing company, and they're going to go out of business because they pull stupid shit like this. Yep. <laughs> they already just had – they're closing all their mobile stores because they're a piece of shit. <laughs> so, I mean, the decency, fucking let the person know at least. Right. So, but in the end, the 60 bucks. Uh, oh, then you can't use your – uh your certificates on gift cards. Well, on Best Buy gift cards. You can only use them on like other stores like TGI Fridays or something. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So luckily what I did this today I got with my cousin. He was going to be buying a aim controller for PlayStation. Mhm. So what I did, I uh <laughs> uh got <laughs> him uh i got him i bought him the controller with the my uh certificate and he just bought me a 60 dollar gift card so then it worked out nice because i've been i've been saving those points for a reason (laughs) right so (laughs) that sucks yeah but yeah that's what i'm freaking on joe how about you um 
I had an answer, and then it went out of my head because I was I was uh, with you. Oh, I remember now. My wife and I, uh, we we uh, just changed our wireless service. Nice. Uh, so we're now with Google Fi instead of Amazon, or not Amazon, Verizon. Oh, nice. Uh, because we could save uh, anywhere between fifty and a hundred dollars a month on mobile service. Okay. Cool. And uh, it basically it's just as good as Verizon, only they don't charge you for shit you don't use. <laughs> you know. Uh, so, but but along with that, uh, I'm now officially an Android user. Oh shit! Yeah, because uh, Google won't let you lo- use Apple phones on on its i uh, uh, on its pro- uh, what's the word I'm looking for on its service. Uh, so we both now have the uh, the Pixel too. Oh wow. Now, Google won't or Apple won't? Google won't. Uh, Google wants to, to push Google's products. Oh, then that makes uh, so, sense. So on their, on their network, you can only use uh, Android phones. Uh, Google Pixel, Pixel 2, or, uh, yeah, Android phones. But uh, I think the Moto X4 is the other one. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah it looks specifically Google phones and the Moto X4. Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, I think Google owns Motorola now. I could be wrong. Uh, but... Verizon owns it, I believe. Oh, Verizon does? Oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind then. But yeah, so uh, so for the past couple of days, we've been getting used to these, and uh, it's it's uh, it's different, but it's not bad. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see. If it, if it saves us money, then it'll be totally worth it. If it doesn't save us money, then uh, the nice thing is is that they uh, uh, it's no there's no real contract to it you can leave whenever you want so yeah but yeah nice. so google fi check it out it's uh hopefully it's it's a worthwhile thing uh travis how about you what are you freaking on this week so um you know i mentioned it several times how i'm on this weight loss journey yep. and trying yeah. to lose weight get healthier and everything uh, Thursday was the first time in five years where I finally, uh, under 400 pounds. Congratulations. Nice. Yeah. Good job. James. Yeah. Did you get down to your, your goal was 398 by Thursday, right? The, the goal for the wedding was to be under 400 pounds, which unfortunately I didn't make. I was at 403 the time of the wedding. Um, but the end of the month on February 28th, because like my goal is 20 pounds a month every month. And I exceeded that in January, but for some reason, February was just kind of a, a lag month. Uh, I actually missed my goal, uh, for the month by two pounds. Oh, bummer. Um, yeah. So it's not, yeah. So it's just like right now, like the goal for March is 22, but the thing is, and I mentioned it in my, uh, my, I guess I, I wish it was a different word other than blog, but. And the blog I put on WordPress, <laughs> if you guys want to go read my journey, you just go to wordpress.com uh, slash this freaking journey. Um, I talk about how, like, no matter, I mean, no matter what, if I don't make the 20 pounds is what it is, but, you know, I still consider it a win if I lose weight, you know? Yeah. You know, if, if I would love to hit the 20 pounds a month, but, you know, if I still hit 15, if I still hit 18, I'm going to take it as a victory. I'm going to take it as a win. And what's what's awesome about doing this uh, this um, blog every you know on fucking WordPress is I get I get people who constantly badger me about you know where's you know your new post where's your new post where's your new post I didn't think people really cared you know like um, but I went to the stats <coughs> and everything and apparently people do fucking care I mean people yeah. actually actually read and everything and every time I post on Facebook there's I mean I get comments from people about you know, like, hey, keep going, good job, you got this. Uh, and I, from you know, there's people who feel like you know what I'm doing is inspiring them to, which is an incredible thing. Um. So, but yeah, uh, I uh, I weighed myself on Thursday. I was three ninety eight point six. Um. And the thing that sucks is like I weighed myself. I forgot to take the fucking picture. I I got in the shower, got cleaned up, and I was like, okay, well, let me take a picture real quick, so I can show everyone. And it went from 398.6 to 399.4. And I'm like, damn you. <laughs> but it was still under the 400 pounds, which I'm so cool with. Yeah. Um, 
You know, so it's it's the first time I stepped on a scale in five years where it didn't start with a four. I'm good with that. Um, nice. So it's just so good I mean job. that's that's the biggest thing I've been freaking. I was just trying to keep that consistent. Now, um, I haven't weighed myself since. Uh, I could have went back over 400 and stuff like that. It's very possible, but I'm not gonna weigh myself again until tomorrow morning, anyways. And I'll kind of see where I'm going from there. Uh, talking with uh, Sherry, talking with my mom. You know, we're gonna start doing workouts and stuff together too, because I'm gonna start adding working out into my dieting. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, hopefully by next week, um, I have a better update with less weight and the overall goal is to hit at least 380 by April 1st. So we'll see if we make that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Joe. Yes. Every week, our listeners could catch Geek Catch Joe here on this freaking show, and occasionally, once in a while, even hosting the show. But uh, if one hour a week of uh, Geek Catch Joe just isn't enough for our listeners over here on this freaking show, where can we send the freaks to go find Geek Catch Joe? If you need more GeekCast Joe, you can find me over the GeekCast Live podcast at gcl.ninja. You can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, Google Play, and Twitter by searching GeekCast Live. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah, I just want to thank Kevin Gautier again for uh, taking the time out to come on our show. Look forward to having him back on again in the future. Uh, I'm excited to have uh, all the other guests we have on coming this year. Super exciting stuff, and you know, make sure that you let your friends know about the awesome podcast that they may be missing out on. And they can listen to it on iTunes, Google Play Music. Uh, I guess we're still on Spotify. I don't really pay attention to that one. Definitely Podbean. And hopefully soon, still haven't heard anything yet from, uh, did I say, I think we're still on Spotify or did I say Stitcher? Uh, I think you said Spotify. I meant to say Spotify. Stitcher. Okay. I know, I think, I believe we're still on Stitcher. I don't really know for sure. And I still have yet to hear from Spotify, but we're definitely on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Podbean. So there's no reason that your friends can't listen to this. You know, where they have uh, an iPhone, an Android, uh, fucking, um, you know, fucking Pixel, whatever. You could easily find our show. The Windows Phone. The Windows Phone. (laughs) Uh, We're probably Boost. I I think Boost is still around. You could probably listen to us on a Boost phone. Um, but Boost mm-hmm. is a network, right? It's not really yeah. a phone, is it? Irregardless, as I would once say before. Um, fuck, I give up. No, I don't. I'm finishing this shit. All right, uh, find mm-hmm. us on social media, This Freaking Show at uh, Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. Go to our website, thisfreakingshow.com, where you see a list of the guests we have on, all the recipients of the Follow Your Star Award, and, of course, a way for you to comment uh, your concerns, questions, or even requests to be on our show. All right there on the website. So make sure you take advantage of that and everything. And, as always, I am Travesty. I'm Awkward Colin. And I'm GeekCast Joe. And thank you for listening to another episode of, you know, actually, you know, Joey, you started the show. Why don't you go ahead and finish it? <laughs> and thank you for listening to another episode of This Freaking Show. I'm out. <laughs>